And there were many, many things that I had to do to break that bubble and to really enjoy and be a part of the richness of life. But one of them was re-examining my relationship with speaking the truth and even when it was hard, even when it was uncomfortable, even when the easier option was to just make up a quote-unquote harmless white line. Welcome to Your Brain on Trauma, where we share science-based tools to heal from childhood traumas so you can let go of patterns that might be holding you back, have better relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. I'm a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, a trauma recovery coach, and a survivor myself. I'm super honored to have you here. I've got so much to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my loved one. How are you? Happy Thursday. So we are upon the holiday season, or the holiday season is upon us. By the time we air this episode, you may be in the midst of Thanksgiving, or maybe Thanksgiving is just past, if you celebrate it. In any case, whatever religious or spiritual or cultural traditions we may all come from, this is a period of holiday cheer and um, traditions, right? Most of us live in places where either we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and such, or we're surrounded by people who do. And what I want to tell you is, I hope the holiday season treats you well. But even more so, I hope you treat yourself well during the holiday season. For many of us that may have had less than ideal early upbringing, right? We can feel a sense of longing, nostalgia, loss, a yearning during the holidays, especially when we see other families creating memories and sort of creating connection and deepening their connection and savoring traditions together. I'm originally from South India and we celebrate Diwali, which was a few weeks ago. It's every October. And every single Diwali, I notice in me a yearning or longing for parents who could have what if I'd had parents who could have shown up with the love that I saw other families experiencing during Diwali? And that longing and yearning and sense of loneliness and loss comes up for me every year. And so now I know to recognize it. Long ago, I would just power through it, push through it, and would be somewhat irritable on edge, but I wouldn't really know why. In the last 10 years, I can see it coming and I can hold myself with extra kindness and tenderness 
during that time. Hold the inner child part of me during those holiday seasons. So whether the holiday season is wonderful for you or maybe it's a mix of some good moments and some longing and yearning and loss, either way, I hope you hold yourself with tenderness and unconditional kindness through this season. So today I wanted to talk to you about white lies. (laughs) What an interesting topic, right? White lies. We all say them. We all are surrounded by them. Our loved ones do it. We do it. Our workplaces do it. Our kids do it. We do it often with the kids. No, the store is closed right now. (laughs) No, we don't have any more candy in the house. Right? And there is an air of um, shared wink-wink around white lies. A sort of a, well, you know, they're harmless. And how else are you going to get through life? And it's not a big deal. Sometimes it's even considered the moral or the right thing or the kind thing to do. Certainly the easier thing to do. But sometimes we're even given the message or we give other people the message that it is the more ethical thing to do. Isn't that interesting? So... Why is this a problem? Is it a problem? I think it is. And really, honestly, I want to say I was the queen of white lies for many, many, many years. I would just lie right and left. (laughs) I didn't even, I, I don't, looking back, I don't think I was fully aware or in my body during those moments. I would just say whatever came to me in order to calm down my inner world and to feel less threatened or overwhelmed or panicked within me. It wasn't really about tricking somebody else. It was about surviving. Nonetheless, it became a kind of habit, so much so that I don't think for many years that many people knew who I truly was. And of course, that comes back to the sense of shame, right? I wasn't sure that I was worthy of sharing with the world. I was worried that if people did see within, they would see what I see, which is someone who's bad in some way. So, of course, I went to great lengths to cover it up. Of course, it felt imperative, not just for me, but also for other people to not know my needs and wants and longings and heart. It just became a kind of um, unconscious habit. And I really didn't think much about it, right? I wasn't 
struggling against it. I just lived like that. The effect, though, was that I lived in a sort of a sterile bubble. I wasn't really present. I wasn't fully there. Okay. It's almost like I could see the sunshine and the birds and hear the laughter, but I couldn't quite smell it. I couldn't quite touch it. I felt separate. And there were many, many things that I had to do to break that bubble and to really enjoy and be a part of the richness of life. But one of them was re-examining my relationship with speaking the truth and even when it was hard, even when it was uncomfortable, even when the easier option was to just make up a quote-unquote harmless white lie. Re-examining my relationship with white lies and speaking the truth no matter what was one of the most important levers in my own healing journey. I cannot stress that enough. So, if your spouse wants to go to this place versus that place for vacation, or get pizza instead of Thai food, or your child is having a meltdown because he or she wants that toy in the store, or you haven't actually finished putting the last few final touches on that document, and you know you'll be able to do it in the next 10 minutes, so when your boss asks, you say it's done, all the dozens of white lies that we all commit every day, every single one of those takes you further away from yourself. Every single one of those is giving your inner world the message that your truth doesn't matter, that parts of you need to be hidden, that others are not trustworthy, the world is not safe, that you cannot handle the world, that you cannot handle other people's disappointment or frustration. Every single one of those robs you of your personal power and has you feel more at the mercy of other people in the world. Which is interesting because then that feeds into more insecurity and more need to cover up things, which then leads to more white lies. It's a vicious circle, cycle, circle and cycle, <laughs> right? In our society, we tend to pass over white lies. We tend to ignore it. We tend to not talk about it. And we all have this vague idea of where the line is between white lies and a liar. Which is also interesting, right? 
it's generally um, easy to judge someone by calling them a liar. We all have an instant judgment of somebody that we think is a liar. However, where's that line? That line is something that we all make up. So my line will serve me. So things that seem like actual egregious lying and worthy of judgment to somebody else, to me, seem like harmless white lies. See the problem there? See how it robs you of internal integrity and your relationships of the potential for honesty and growth? It's, it's a fast, rapid downhill slope. Once you get started, it just picks up steam. And to me, integrity is like a bicycle wheel, right? You know how bicycle wheels have a central thing and spokes coming out of the, whatever the center part is called, (laughs) right? Those spokes, even if one of those spokes is taken out, the wheel stops functioning well. That's how I think about integrity. It's not a nice to have. It's that when you don't have integrity, your life will not function very well. You will have problems with your own emotional management. You will have problems with your relationships. You will have problems at work. You will have problems with your kids. It's not for other people that we want to stop speaking white lies, it is for us so that our life functions well. That is a power of integrity, is a life that runs more smoothly than if you keep taking out spokes from the wheels that run your life. So my friend, where do you tend to speak white lies? Maybe a friend forgot your birthday and you were disappointed. But instead, when they said, oops, happy birthday, you just said, oh, thanks. Could be as simple as that. And you convinced yourself, oh, no, I shouldn't really say anything about that. I mean, that's silly. I'm not a five-year-old. <laughs> it could be something as small as that. It could be more. It could be that you spend something, you buy something, and sort of don't fully tell your spouse about it. And you convince yourself, the less they know, the better. It's just 30 bucks. Or he does it too. Or she does it too. Right? Where do you tend to speak white lies? And here's my challenge for you. See if you can go just one day with speaking the truth at every single moment, even if it's uncomfortable. Even if you only have to say, I'm not sure about that. I'm having a lot of feelings about it. Let me get back to you. 
but do not make up a lie. Just try it for one day. It's harder than you think it would be. But it will be worth it. I promise you. As somebody who was a complete, completely sort of in the world of lying, so much so that it was a water that I was swimming in, I didn't even know, to someone who now tries very hard to always speak the truth, I can tell you it is night and day. You will stand up taller. You will approach life differently. Other people will be magnetized by your conviction and your integrity. Try it for one day. And let me know in the comments, in the review section, what your experience was. I would love to hear and share this and discuss it with your family over dinner. Talk to your kids about it. Ask them what their thoughts are, what their experience is. Share with them how you struggle sometimes. Make this into a curiosity-based conversation because that's how healing happens. With truth, with safety, with curiosity, and with courage. I'll see you next week. Hi, my friend. If you found this episode helpful, come join us in our free Facebook group called Your Brain on Trauma. The link is in the show notes. And there is a whole community there of women just like you who are on this sacred healing journey. We cannot heal in isolation. We need community. And that's what we have in our free Facebook group. I'll see you there.